thinking, where's Firebreath? He won't be with us for this episode. He locked away. I'll get ready for this own special little Halloween episode. Now let's see what those two fools have tied up in the basement. Rue and Tox have to say to y'all. This is the amazing Halloween episode. So excited for this. I love it. I love (laughs) Halloween. Fuck Christmas. Fuck all Valentine's. (laughs) Fuck all the other holidays. This is Ruse time right here, right now. The Halloween episode. Are you guys excited? Let's get going. (laughs) I'm not even going to ask how you doing. We're doing it now. Just get to those stories. No, I really look forward to it. I love Halloween. And and you know what? I totally love Christmas. Give me all those gifts. I love it. But so I am Rue and this is Tugs in case you just for some reason, this is your first episode coming to us. And if it is, hello. It's nice. Make sure to, to like, you. subscribe, and ring the bell. No. Ring a ding ding. <laughs> There's no bell. <laughs> oh, no bell. oh there, there are bells. They're just in other areas. Yeah, I've been doing really well. Um, work has still been absolutely insane. Um, 100% crazy. Um, and <laughs> let me tell you, um, it seems like every time that we turn around, we're losing another teammate. Either somebody gets promoted, um, somebody has actually decided that they no longer wanted to be there because they were too stressed, and then somebody fucking today broke their fucking collarbone, and now they're not going to be coming to work. So, you- and, and I'm going on vacation, so I'm not going to be there for two weeks. So quite literally, there's going to be four people that's supposed to be manning a team of 10 people. So you, you work in an office job. How do you break the collarbone at an office job? Well, they didn't break their collarbone at, at work. They like... I think they like fell down a flight of oh, stairs or something. Okay. I thought it's, yeah, I, I parsed that as like, yeah, we were just walking to go get coffee and they fell and broke their collarbone. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, besides that, I've also been, um, I got an Oculus Quest. I know, I know, I know you're going to say, I am so sorry. And look, I don't necessarily love Facebook myself. I really don't. And I know that that's the reason why that you ended up getting rid of yours, right? Um, with regret with regret it's amazing tech it is it is really really good tech and i i've enjoyed it so far i i don't necessarily enjoy the whole you know connection to facebook i think that that's a little bit too intrusive the the main reason why i did it is because i wanted to see if it was something that i was interested in at a low price I don't have a PC, unfortunately. You're like, well, Rue, how in the world do you 
you know, record the show. It's because I have a freaking Macintosh, you know? Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. You love Macs. Don't even pretend I have a, I hate Mac. You love Mac. I do. I do. I really enjoy their, their ecosystem, but it, it really makes it hard if you want to play any sort of PC games. If you want to play things on Steam, half of the library is cut down. And all right. I have your fix. You want to know it? So well, we're not, I know you can do parallels, right? No, 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 This is what I do. So um, in the pandemic, um, and because I just work from home anyway, um, I use my my personal big command center PC, you know, the gaming rig, mm-hmm. and I remote to my work laptop because that way I have all the screens, I have all my stuff set up, you know, like everything's great that way. But that means, of course, when I'm done with work, I don't want to sit here and do more stuff in the same space, you know? Um, and so what I ended up doing, and this is where the whole, we're not actually endorsed. This is just a legit, I've enjoyed it. I use GeForce now and it works great. Like I go downstairs on my TV, I have my shield and it just streams the game. It's like, you know how they were like, Google Stadia is going to be amazing. And whatever Amazon's doing, like all these and like X cloud, X cloud's good. Um, this one is like the one that no one talked about. And it's actually like the best one. It's so good. What is it again? GeForce now and the thing about it is it's ridiculous cheap it's five bucks a month it works with your steam library like all this shit there is a caveat which is the publishers at present have to approve a game to be played on the service but if you own it on steam you're good to go that being said of course there are ways to play extra games wink wink nudge nudge um that we would never endorse officially uh, but how do you think i'm playing fall guys um i guess through that five, way <laughs> five bucks a month man five bucks a month it's just it's a steal i'll have to look at it i know that um i know that with the the quest there is a way especially if you get a um oh what is it called a remote um, desktop well you can get a remote desktop and you can you can keep it wireless um, yeah yeah I, I know what you're talking about i have that it's uh I think it's just like VR desktop. It's something desktop. It's simple. yeah, VR. It, it is VR desktop, but you can also, um, but you have to have like a a, a really a high router that has like um, five Wi-Fi five or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. I'm not a techie person, believe it or not. I'm the most techie person at my office. Whenever they have like a a question and they think I'm the most technological people, just kind of like how my parents are to me. But let me tell you, I am not technologically advanced, hardly at all. Anyways, enough about me. How are you doing, Tugs? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, People are going to say sheep, I but I have my reasons, which is I upgraded my phone this weekend. Woo! Um, what did I, you well, get? I, uh, just the new iPhone. Um, <gasps> and it's not... I know. People are like, oh, <laughs> look, first of all, all you people who just like, oh, iPhone... I'm not telling you how to how do you run your phone. If you have a phone that works for you, that's great. Cool. This works for me. Um, but the reason I did it is because um, the way that our, we have an old plan and there's they're going to make it so that if you get a 5G phone, eventually you're going to have to get a new plan because support. But our plan is still in this window where you can have no data cap 5G. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. So, yeah, that's why I did it. And, that's awesome. Uh, I know, it'll keep me good for like 10 years, right? Because then by then we'll be on 6G. Oh, um, other than the phone thing, I finished my Lego NES build. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's really crazy. I don't know so if you did all of them. 
Uh, no, no, no. I've got like the cl- the console and the TV. It's a set. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was a lot of fun to build. Took a long time. It's very intricate. Um, there's like a little Lego cartridge that's like full size that you can put in and push down the little toaster thing, and it locks. So there's a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then just kind of getting ready for Halloween. Uh, it's our first Halloween in this neighborhood, and I love that my neighbors are all into decorating. That's pretty good. Are you going to decorate your yard too? So no, I'm not. But because I'm a nerd and I have hue lights outside my house, I can just paint my house with light. So I have it painted in Halloween colors right now. That's awesome. I it, totally want to get fun. one of those. They're That's so awesome that you can just change it at any point in time. Mm, oh yeah, I love it. Actually, it's great because on like Pride Month, I can make it rainbow. Uh, you know, like Trans Awareness Day, I did stuff. Uh, so yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff. That's cool. Anything else that you've been up to? Uh, I mean, a lot of it, and I'm sure this is a sentiment you can relate to. Surviving. Oh man, I love scientists, and I just want them to know how much I appreciate them for working on what they're working on to get us through this time. Because I'm ready to be done. Are you going to be the first person in line getting that vaccination, putting it in your body? Uh, uh, no, because I'm not an idiot, but I'll certainly make sure that the bright <laughs> people have said it's good. It's good to go, you know, gotcha. and then I'm going to be like, give me the shit. So, yeah. All right. Is uh, it time for cookies? Yes. All right. Ready? Bum, 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 bum. It's Rue's cookie time. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Right, I really hope I really hope boss doesn't edit that out. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, so here's the fortune for Danae. Your lucky number is 13, 666, and definitely not 7, in bed with a cookie. All right. Uh, Normally, I just hit the button to go to break, but. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Here, one more, one more, one more. Since it's Halloween. Since it's Halloween, it's a booful night. Do something fun in bed with a cookie. There you there go. There you go. There's and a play the Splatfest. Good, good. So yeah, let's talk about this episode. It's been a couple. It's been we skipped last year because people didn't send stuff in, and this year people did send stuff in, right? So uh, normally we do a a kind of old time radio program style where people send in spoopy stories uh, for Halloween. And we set them to music and we foley them a little bit and stuff. And this is the first time I haven't had to do any editing for it. It's just really great. Ugh. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Voss helped you last time. But I, yeah, oh, but I, I still see. had to do more. I see. I see. Thank you, Voss, for putting this together. Yay. Thank you, yeah. Voss. This episode could not have happened without you. Yep. And if you like this, make sure to go tell somebody about it and uh, we'll see you next show. (laughs) No. (laughs) What? Okay. Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're silly. Uh, No. So tell us about the format. So we're not going to introduce every story like normal this time, right? Nope. Nope. This time we're just going to throw you into the 
Halloween spirit directly into story to story. And then after, uh, there's going to be a mid-break. You may hear a little bit of Get Psyched or something within the middle. And then um, there'll be a few more stories after that. And then you'll hear from us again. So relax. We're going away. We'll see you on the other side. The Night of the Weir Cookie. Well, it's Halloween again, and I'm ready. Candy is in the bowl by the door, decorations in the yard, and scary lighting as I open the door. Ah, the first trick-or-treater has arrived. As the light from inside creeps across the porch, there stands a small tiger-striped pajama-clad child, holding a small box with a pumpkin pitcher taped to the top. Small arms raise up the small box. Mommy said to give this to you and say treat. Shocked, I take the box from the small hands. Um, thank you, and and your mommy. And with that, the small treater turns and skips away down the walkway and away on the sidewalk, tiger tail wagging behind. It is trick-or-treat, so I'm wondering if I should open this box. But curiosity is too great. The box is very light. I give it a gentle shake. Nothing happens. With the box on the table under a bright light, I carefully slice open the tape on the pumpkin drawing and the box flaps. No surprises. No secret trip switch is activated. I grab the cooking tongs to more safely examine this interesting box and its contents. Moving the flap slowly to the side, reveal what's below crumpled paper. The paper is lifted out of the box while I stand off to the side. Nothing happens. Paper is placed on the table. Moving over the box, I see a card inside. Lettered in large, ornate calligraphy is the word TREAT. I lift the card out of the box, waiting for the surprise. Nothing happens. The card also goes on the table. Inside the box, I see a cookie. One lone, perfect cookie on a bed of crumpled paper. With tongs, I lift the cookie out of the box, waiting for the surprise trigger to snap. Nothing happens. I turn the round brown morsel around in the light. It looks normal, and the aroma of fresh-baked chocolate chip cookie envelops the area. With the cookie on the table, I lift out the remaining crumpled paper, waiting for the surprise. Nothing happens, just an empty box. It must be what it looks like, a kind gesture from a neighbor. Lifting the cookie in my paws, I feel the warmth, the soft texture, and the wonderful aroma of chocolate chip cookie. A gentle nibble and flavor transports me to a world of delight. Such a good cookie. Several more bites and the cookie is gone. While reveling in delight, a small presence begins to grow in my perception. Not a vision, not a sound, but a presence nevertheless. Hi, I'm glad you liked the cookie. Who are you? Where are you? I inquire. That's hard to describe. Let's just say I'm your guide to a world of contentment. I'm here to offer you happiness. Okay, what's the catch? I ask. Isn't happiness what you want? Just let it happen. You know you want to. No, no, no. This is not right. You're so tired. 
let me give you a hug. I feel a phantom hug all over, full of warmth and caring. No, no, no. Just let go and come with me. We will be content and join the great cookie hive mine. Just let it happen. Just slip away. It is easy. Now don't you feel more content and happy? Yes, you do. Now let's have some fun. We can bake some special cookies for all your friends. Well, that was a switch. Treats for us on Halloween. Getting infected by biting instead of being bitten. And a treat that turns into a trick. But it is only a story. There is no cookie hive mine. No weir cookies. At least not the chocolate chip kind. I'm not so sure about those oatmeal raisin cookies. Hiya, Ruin Tugs. It's me, Kriv. It has been a long time since I emailed the show. I hope you're all doing well. My spooky story is a true experience that was witnessed not only by me, but also my mother and siblings. It was while I lived back in Cabazon, California, about eight or nine years ago. We had a neighbor that we invited over to the house from time to time. She was a little off, but we lived in a convict community, so that was normal to us. After some time, she started getting mad at us for the dumbest things and started saying things to us like how she's going to curse us. Now, my family and I are Christians, so while we believe that there are evil forces, we didn't really believe in witches and the sort. So we said she was on drugs and let it be. At one time, she came over to our house and smelled foul. I didn't think anything of it until after she left. When my mother pulled me inside and said it was sulfur, we started experiencing things within a few days. Weird sounds at first that we dismissed as the animals in the desert. Then I started seeing things. Like people walking through my home at night or standing in my room. I was a kid at the time, so I just told my mom and dad. They never found anything. Then one day the sulfur smell came back. And my little sister's baby monitor started picking up voices. Low voices of a man. We were scared shitless, didn't find anyone, and started walking around the house praying and holding crosses. We had to get our pastor to the house and pray. We had to get our pastor to the house and pray, and we got baptized as well. We were admittedly very scared. Our pastor helped a lot. The voices and sighting ended up going away. I understand that this may sound like a horror movie, but I can assure you they are true experiences my family hasn't forgotten. My grandmother was living with my neighbor temporarily and claimed that she witnessed her performing some form of witchcraft or voodoo. A lesson to be learned. Know who you are letting into your house. Happy haunts, Kriv. Good evening to you, Ruined Tugs. This is Cactus Bat again. So you asked for scary stories, and 
this one's mine. It's not the scariest, but I will assert that, at least in my experience, it is 100% true. This occurred to me back when I was, um, a teenager. Back in my early teens, uh, I wasn't even 16 yet at this point. Just giving the lay of the land, but we have always lived kind of secluded. Uh, about 15 minutes from town in a small suburb. Now at this time, I owned two cats. They live strictly outdoors, and due to the fact our f house backs up to national forest land, there's always been the threat of coyotes, so we lock them up in a kennel at night. This particular night, however, I wasn't able to get them to come in and to be put inside the kennel. Afraid for them, I stayed up late, and mm. once I finally had to sleep, I slept four hours and went back out. Going back out, it was the near crack of dawn, barely any sun, and heavy twilight. I prowled around the backyard and in the desert just beyond the fence, calling for my two cats. It was then I got a heavy sensation of being watched by something. So standing in the middle of my backyard, I turned around and faced our home, and locked eyes with what I can only describe as a shadow that was standing in the shadow cast from our garage. Now this shadow was human-shaped, uh, masculine, no legs to speak of, no eyes either, but I could clearly tell it was staring at me. At first, I, I thought it was just like some trick of the light, or someone else's shadow being cast onto the, the lighter shadow from the garage, or something. But I rapidly realized that uh, I was the only one out there at 6 in the morning, and a few other things. Namely that this shadow was casting its own third shadow, and that shadow wasn't obeying the uh, the laws of physics. It was pointed the complete opposite direction that the sun was coming up. And then eventually it turned and it walked towards the wall of our home and faded into the wall like mist, just dispersed by a light breeze. I think that's when my mind finally rationalized what it was looking at and what it had just seen, and it kind of shut down. I think that's really the scariest thing for me, is that after it disappeared, I have no memory of what I did or how long I was out there. Just pure fight or flight took in, and I think I just ran. Because the next real firm memory I have is coming back to my senses in the living room of our home, having came in through the back door. Um, body ice cold, hand trembling on the knob, and fingers just rested around the lock that I just barely locked, and breathing really heavy as I tried to calm myself down. That's the thing I find really interesting about this whole encounter, is that during my, my time looking at it, the shadow person, I, I didn't feel any malice on it or malevolence or that it even wanted to do any harm, but just seeing that action of something that shouldn't have been terrified me to my core. So once I calmed down, I threw myself into bed, got another hour of sleep, got up, went to school, my cats showed back up a day later, and I've never really talked too heavily about this to anyone but my closest friends. So I really want to thank for what it's worth for giving me the chance to share my story. Because yeah, that's where it ends. I, I never encountered this thing again, though sometimes late at night. I can still, or think I still, feel it watching sometimes. 
late at night in the darkest places of our home. It feels like it's there. Anyway, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for being awesome, Ruined Hugs. I'll be listening. This has been Cactus, and I hope everyone listening has a happy Halloween. We hope you're enjoying your stories and are sitting at home wearing clothes and relaxed that you're feeling zen of spoopiness. We <gasps> are going to, I know we are going to go to break and what do we have in break Rue? Um, In break, we have a special Halloween get psyched episode from Nuka. Ooh. Okay. So we'll do that and then we'll come back and continue the fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a very spooky episode of Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. For most episodes of Get Psyched, I start with a psychological concept and look for interesting studies that illustrate that concept. This episode's a bit different though. Instead of starting with a psychological concept, I started with the concept of Halloween, trying to figure out how to talk about psychological research within the context of Halloween. From there, a handful of studies jumped to the front of my mind as being just perfect for Halloween, namely because they all involve trick-or-treating. These studies tap into an idea from an earlier episode of Get Psyched. If you remember the episode on de-individuation, I asked listeners to imagine what you would do if you could be invisible for 24 hours. What would you do if there were no consequences for any of your actions, because no one would know it was you? Typically, when I ask this question to my undergrad classes and give them the chance to answer anonymously on pieces of paper, they commonly say they'd harass people they didn't like, or they'd snoop on people to see what they were up to. But the most common answer I get is that they would steal something, usually robbing a bank or something like that. Which brings us to the conundrum of the homeowner on Halloween night. Let's say you're busy on Halloween, you're hosting a party or some kind of get-together, you've got people over. But you don't want to disappoint all those potential trick-or-treaters. So you leave a bowl of candy out on your deck. You realize, of course, that an unguarded candy bowl is a tempting target to any kid. It's just too tempting to upend the entire bowl into your bag and run like hell with all your ill-gotten goods. Of course, you know it's wrong because your selfishness means that other kids won't get candy. But hey, who can blame a kid for being efficient with their trick-or-treating, right? So my question is this. How do you make kids more honest on Halloween night? In that same earlier episode, I described the results of one study. The researchers set up a bowl of candy on their porch on Halloween night and secretly recorded the kids who came onto their porch. The researcher would open the door for the trick-or-treaters, but immediately fake getting a phone call. They told the kids to take one and only one piece of candy from the bowl on the porch, and then they closed the door and left. The question was, which children would follow the instructions and which children would steal extra candy from the unattended bowl. The original results showed that the most honest children were the ones who went up to the porch by themselves as opposed to in a group, and the kids whose costumes didn't hide their face. When both of these things were true, only 8% of the kids took extra candy from the unattended bowl. In contrast, kids who came up as part of a group and kids who wore masks were the most likely to steal candy. In this case, when both were present, 58% of the kids, more than half, 
stole the extra candy. So the researchers chalk this up to what's called de-individuation. It's what happens when people stop being self-aware. Generally speaking, people try to be good and follow our own internal moral compass. Part of the reason for this is because they realize that if they misbehave, there's going to be consequences. At best, your actions are going to reflect badly on you, and at worst, you're going to get punished. But de-individuation takes the individual out of the equation altogether. It's what happens when we're in groups or when the focus of our attention isn't on us, it's on something outside of us. It's what causes even mild-mannered people to smash windows and light things on fire in the middle of a riot. It's why people are capable of saying and doing such horrible things to each other online when they're anonymous or when they're allowed to hide their faces. When you realize that you won't be held personally accountable for your actions, that's when you stop focusing on your own morals and instead you let your behavior be driven by what's going on around you. And when you do this, it turns out you're capable of doing some pretty awful things. So let's go back to that porch and talk about a different study that was run. In this new study, the researchers had a similar setup to the first study, but this time there was a twist. So for some of the kids, they came up and took a piece of candy from the bowl that was unattended, just like before. But for the other half of the kids, there was a giant mirror behind the bowl. The porch was lit well enough that the kids could see themselves in the mirror as they walked up to the candy bowl. So what the researchers find? Well, the kids were half as likely to take extra candy when the mirror was there as they were when the mirror was gone. Something about seeing themselves in the act of stealing was enough to stop many of these kids from doing it. So this is an important reminder to us. When we behave badly, we're often not being true to ourselves. In general, we try to be good and follow the rules. It's only when the situation gets the best of us, when we let our attention be swayed by external incentives, that we catch ourselves doing things that we're ashamed of. You can almost imagine being one of those kids, seeing the unguarded candy bowl like a lion spotting a wounded gazelle in the Serengeti. But as they approach the bowl, ready to act on their impulse to do something they know is wrong, they look up and they see the mirror. They're forced to confront themselves violating a fundamental moral rule, thou shall not steal. And in many cases, it's enough to stop them. And yeah, it's easy to laugh off a bunch of studies looking at trick-or-treaters, but it turns out the same effects have been found in other contexts as well. For example, university students are more likely to resist the temptation to cheat on a test, something that could get them kicked out of university entirely, when they can see themselves in a nearby mirror. The same principles driving kids to steal candy also drive a lot of our immoral behavior as it turns out. So what does this have to do with furries? Well, I imagine that at least in non-pandemic times, Many of us make Halloween plans to don our fursuit heads or our costumes and run off for a night of mischief, partying, and, you know, whatever floats your boat. I suppose the message is to keep in mind that Halloween involves a combination of things that make it particularly ripe for a fun and disinhibited night. Drinking, groups of people, darkness, and costumes. But the same traits also make a nasty combination. They lead to it being so easy to... You know, the things that make it so easy to have fun and let loose on Halloween also increase the risk of getting into trouble and doing things you might regret later. So the take-home message is this. For sure, go out and let your inner kid have fun on Halloween. But maybe before you go out, take a moment to stop in front of a mirror and remind yourself of who you are and what your values are. 
Yeah, it sounds a bit hokey, but hey, it might be enough to make you stop and second guess yourself if you find yourself on the verge of making a really bad decision on Halloween. The sort of decision you end up regretting, thinking, God, why did I do that? That's not the kind of person I am. That's not me. This has been a spooky look at the psychology of Halloween. I'm Dr. Nuka. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. People like that I do that. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> really? Have yeah. people actually said that to you? Like, yeah, that they enjoy yeah. that? Yeah, it's funny. And welcome back. Um, so, we uh, before we go back to the stories of joy and happiness, it's time for us to do the appropriate amount of worshipping. You ready? <sighs> no. <laughs> like, I'm super excited. Ooh. <gasps> I like this. Can this be our theme every time? No. Oh, come on. For what it's worth, <laughs> scary enough, but people pay us money to keep doing it. So we want to take a moment during this most festive of creepy seasons Whoa. to thank those who support us. Starting with Simone, Max slash Moss, Ligris, Kit, GW, Chapagriff, Yin, Aussie Cat, Koru, yes, Kachi, Guardian Lion, Black Baldrick, Rifka, Adelor, Nuka, which is really strange, but still cool, <laughs> Jake Fox, and Ichi. Thank you to all of you little monsters for donating to us and giving us monster bucks. If you would like to join the spoopiness, go to patreon.com slash FWIW and we'll turn off the organs today. Ah, don't turn off the organs. That's the most sexy music that I've ever heard all week. I've got sexy music that involves Screamo. <gasps> no! I'll end up having <laughs> to sing. Nobody wants I... to hear that during Halloween. <laughs> that is spoopy. So, I, uh, anything we want to share with the audience before we go back to the library? No, just enjoy your happy Halloween and, and be all spooky. Okay. I like being in. No! This is how the story begins. In a dark, dark town, there was a dark, dark street. In the dark, dark street, there was a dark, dark house. In the dark, dark house, there were dark, dark stairs. Down the dark, dark stairs, there was a dark, dark cellar. And in the dark, dark cellar, three furries lived. There was a Canadian furry, a little furry, and a fox furry.
Three-Layer Apple Pie, written by Mephitis. My tail thumped on the ground. Oh, crap, I thought. I must have left my spell book at Sissy's. Deep breath. It's okay. The protection spell makes it appear as a cookbook to non-brethren. Hi, Sissy. This is Naomi, I said into my phone, chewing on my lower, lower lip. Did I leave a large blue book at your house last night? Yeah, Naomi, you did. I was feeling domestic and thought I'd bake a pie from it. You can have a slice when you pick it up. I gulped. What are you baking? Please, please be making cookies. The three-layer apple pie sounded interesting. I collapsed onto my couch. An entire book of recipes, and that squirrel had to pick that one. Did you follow it exactly? Sort of. It had a strange ingredient list. I had to buy some stuff. Didn't find everything. I released a deep breath. She saw more than she should, but still, it should be okay. I just go to Sissy's, enjoy pie and coffee, and get my book back. Oh yeah, I did put nuts in the bottom layer. I am a squirrel. After all, I really like nuts. My mother always put nuts in her apple pie. I choked hard. It took a moment before I could talk again. Are you okay? Sissy asked. Croaking, I responded. Yes. Yes, something just caught in my throat. How had she added that missing ingredient? But it was still just a pie recipe. The last time I made it, I put lots of slits in the top crust. It needs lots of slits. Not really. But I didn't know how to ask about the top crust any other way. I never make two pie crusts, Sissy said. I made grandmother's crumb topping. That tastes much better. I held my phone at arm's reach and stared at it, my arm fur trembling. Naomi, are you still there? Yeah. Yes, Sissy, I'm still here. Um, did you put cinnamon in that topping? I held the phone in both paws, mouthing, say no, say no, say no. Of course. That makes it extra yummy. My entire house smells of apple cinnamon goodness right now. It's almost done. Shit. Not cinnamon, too. Sissy, turn off the oven and do not open the oven door. Do not open the oven door. But I have to. My oven door doesn't have a window. No, don't do it. No. I heard a loud scream that was suddenly cut off. <coughs> Shit. Shit opened the oven door. I sprinted out my door, dialing my best friend. Julie, meet me at Sissy's. We've got a major problem. I'm busy at work right now. I get off at four. Now, Julie, now, I screamed as I ran a red light a skidding truck missing my bumper by inches. I forgot my spell book there. She baked a pie from it and unknowingly opened a portal to the third level of hell.
Hello, I'm an anonymous fire canine. I am Mexican, so it's awkward to go to a Spanish person, and I don't know what to say. I just listened to your Gratitude 2013 edition episode, and it gave me some courage to write and to say hi and to say hello to you guys. And I'm waiting for your new episode. And if you're reading this, then it's hopefully a new episode. Yay, finally! Just wanting to tell you guys, I'm a relatively new fur, have been since 2018 around December. I ended up getting corrupted because my friends and I were outside of my school and a girl with paws and ears on came up beside us. I was just staring at her like, OMG, that is really cool and kind of cute. So I was just staring. My friend said, why are you looking at that furry? And I said, a what? All confused. And he showed me what a furry is. He didn't show me the awkward side of the fandom. He just showed me what they do, like go to conventions and just hang out. And that got me thinking, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. But going on, I was just thinking about the furry. And I went home to do some researching of mine. And lo and behold, and it went all downhill from there. I also need some advice. I'm moving to a new state. Since we are in bad times right now, how am I going to investigate my furry side of me? I have not told my parents and didn't tell my brothers. I don't want to make them feel awkward that their brother is a furry. So should I tell them and then tell my family or should I not tell them right now? I don't know if I should even tell my friend. And since it's almost Halloween, I want to tell you a scary story. When I was young, maybe six or seven, I was laying in bed and woke up in the middle of the night. I thought of nothing but video games and toys and TV. I got up and looked at the door and saw a figure that looks like a man at the base of the door. I, of course, stayed where I was and was just shivering in my skin. I don't know what it was. I could not sleep with that thing in the house. So I did what any kid would do, put on Spongebob and watch the thing in the corner of my eye to see if it was just a figment of my imagination. Still, I did end up falling asleep, so I never figured out what that figure was. The end. So, thanks for reading this, and I hope you don't get burnt reading this. Stay hot, mi amigo y mandante peludo, which means stay hot, my friend, and stay furry. Thank you, Tugs and Cookies. hope that you have enjoyed today's spoopy 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 stories have you been scared tugs i know i have oh my goodness i made spoopy did you make spoopy i i i know no 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 spoopies i i i okay this is time for confessions with tugs a new segment i don't like (laughs) haunted houses i don't like corn mazes i don't like scary movies jump scares piss me off i don't like them at all what but Are you serious? There's, there's. I not don't even go on the one, damn terror ride at Lagoon. There's not a really. There's, yeah, okay, I hate there, that shit. There's not. Serious. There is not one 
one like Halloween like movie that you really like? Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is I went and saw Hocus Pocus the other day. It's um, so good. I watched the it the too. Yeah, it was. Oh fun. yeah, no, it's, I love it. I love it. Um, it was so. Thank yeah. Thank you to everybody who uh, sent in stories. Like seriously. This episode doesn't happen unless you do it. So we say thank you and everyone else who's benefiting from the dulcet tones that were in your ears. Also, thank you. We hope. Yes. Thank you very, very much for those those particular emails. There's a lot of people that put in a lot of voice acting for that. So thank you so much. I also wanted to um, to thank our um, one of the, the individuals that was um, reading the stories um, is Sammy Southpaw. So thank you so much for coming on the show and reading those stories for us. Yeah, absolutely. Sammy, I miss your face. <laughs> I miss, I miss everybody's face. We're still in quarantine. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, let's do this button. Yay. Have you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in housekeeping. You know, Tugs, every single time that we hear this, that I hear this, I always want to like robot dance to it. <laughs> it's the Motel 6 song. <laughs> well, you know what my, my particular taste is. All right. So it is it is time to remind you about our lovely telegram group yay we have telegram we love telegram we're on there if you would like to be part of telegram please reach out to at wine red fox or send us a message on twitter or um shoot us a message on you know cast it for what it's worth.com and we'll get you added just make sure that you put your username in there so and answer the question if whether or not that you're over the age of 18 if you don't want to join our chat but you do want to get announcements on telegram you can go to t.me slash for what it's worth and join our announcement channel there are plenty of people who only go there instead yay and you can still comment on there can't you yes you can Woo! Yep. Don't join both because that's just overkill. You'll get the announcements in the regular chat anyway. But anyway, we also want to thank our support cast. Thanks to Firebreath for being Canadian. And no, thanks to Firebreath for being our <laughs> announcer. Thanks to Voss, especially this episode, because I didn't have to do anything except show up. Um, and that means a lot. And, and thanks uh, to Nuka for sending in that amazing Get Psych. Yep, we love our cast. And thank you to you, Tugs, for just being the most amazing blue puppy bear that you can possibly be. Give me a shiny rock rough and then I'll believe you. <laughs> I don't have one yet. Eventually. Eventually you will get I one. I know. Um, what else were we going to say? Oh, yeah. If, uh, if you are bored, go to the site, comment on stuff. It makes it look like people listen. Um, or give us a review on your podcatcher of choice. We are on everything. Our uh, marketing that we have is completely word of mouth. So because we're if, tired, yeah. Well, because we're <laughs> we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that we're cheap. It's 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 truthfully it's it's a lot of work, and with everything going on in our lives, it's a little hard to do. 
And yeah, that's kind of our fault, but you step in and help us out like good friends do. So tell a friend if you like this episode. Um, and oh, we have a new episode. Um, but before we get to that particular episode, just make sure that um, if you have any comments on this particular episode, um, you can also send us an email over at castupforwhatitsworth.com. You can send an email directly to tugs at forwhatitsworth.com or rue at forwhatitsworth.com if you want to talk to us personally. So what's the next episode, Tugs? So... We um, have quite a few interesting episodes in the pipe. The next one is going to be about non-binary furries. There are, in fact, three non-binary furries now. And one of them is going to come on the show and talk about what that means. Also, if you really believe that there are only three non-binary furries, you need to reevaluate what you think. So... <laughs> did i just say that out loud yes um, you did it's it's the same as like that we only have six listeners yeah exactly Except that that's actually true <laughs> yeah um so yeah yeah we we are going to have someone who has been on quite the journey and i'm not kidding about uh being non-binary and um i don't want to give it away you know let's just say that they have they've done more than just say they're non-binary they have taken actual concrete world steps and so if you are non-binary or if you have non-binary friends or you have something enlightening or something you're curious about on this topic please 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 don't wait stop stop this podcast right after the sentence and send us an email right we'll now really though like don't put it off it's one of those things with everything going on just do it just do it now the more that we get from you the better things will be so we definitely yeah. um our episodes are pretty much because of you guys. Like as far as with what you send in to us, um, that really helps to steer the topic. So um, really send us an email or actually, if you want to, you can also send us an audio clip so that you're um, and ask your question in the audio clip and we can um, put that in the show as well. Yep. Let's record it on your computer. Send it to us on email. We'll take any format. Call 469-469-44-FURRY and you can leave us a message. And then we can also do the, how Google transcribed it, which is super fun. All right. I think that's it. I, I think that okay. we got everything for housekeeping. So I hope that you guys have had a wonderful, wonderful Halloween and that you have enjoyed our Halloween special. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. And this has been For What It's for What Worth. It's worth.